Welcome to the newest Eden Center podcast, Building Ourselves Through Parsha. Our host, Karen Miller-Jackson, will use the Parsha to explore an aspect of social, emotional, or physical well-being relevant for 21st century life and its challenges. Karen is a certified Matan Moralalacha, Jewish educator, writer, founder of Kivun Lashirut, a guidance program for religious girls, and creator of Power Parsha. Consistent with the Eden Center's goal of enhancing women's spiritual life through Torah and Mikvah, Karen's insights, we hope, will serve as a springboard for self-introspection and discussion. Hello, everyone. In today's Building Ourselves podcast, I'd like to talk about motivation. One of the themes which runs through Parshat Vayetze and Yaakov's life relates to motivation. In some parts of the biblical narrative, Yaakov exhibits intense motivation and enthusiasm. Other times, he is dragging his feet, so to speak. This topic is on my mind since current circumstances make it harder to stay motivated. How do children and students stay motivated without the regular structure and interpersonal interaction with teachers and friends? How do communities stay motivated to keep connected when they are socially distanced? How do we keep motivated to sustain friendships and strengthen family relationships? How do we as individuals keep up the energy to keep moving forward without regular routine and frameworks? Let's look at the Parsha to hopefully gain some insight into the nature of motivation. The first point relates to the early part of Yaakov's journey. In chapter 28, the Torah states that Yaakov left Be'er Sheva and went toward Haran. Vayete Yaakov mi Be'er Sheva, vayela Harana. Responding to the quick pace of the verse, the Talmud teaches that this was not a typical journey. Rather, Yaakov had kfitzat derech. God shortened the route for him so that it would pass quickly, leaping from Be'er Sheva to Haran. Why is this? Yaakov was just sent away from his home and his family. He had gone into exile, and he finds himself in literal darkness when he reaches the place he names Beit El. This is not an easy time for Yaakov. Perhaps the miraculous Kvitzat Derech was meant to help Yaakov, who is somewhat overwhelmed by all of these drastic changes. This is further reinforced by the neder, the vow that Yaakov makes after God's reassuring prophecy that he will survive and be protected and eventually return home safely. Yaakov's condition is that God continues to protect him, a clear expression of Yaakov's concern for his own future. In, in contradistinction to this, after he has the dream of the ladder and angels and the reassuring prophecy from Hashem, Yaakov continues his journey. Vaisa Yaakov Raglav, Vayelach Artsa Bnei Kedem. Yaakov resumed his journey and came to the land of Bnei Kedem, the Easterners. Yaakov carried his feet. What an unusual phrasing. The language of Vaisa Yaakov Raglav raised an exegetical issue for the biblical interpreters. Did he leap up and go forth enthusiastically? Or did he get some help again, some kfitzat derech? Most commentaries follow the Midrashic interpretation that he was relieved, inspired, and happy after God's assurance of protection. Rashi explains, based on the Midrash, As soon as he received the good tidings that he was assured of God's protection, his heart lifted up his feet and he walked swiftly. While many commentaries take this approach, Nechama Leibovitz cites a Midrash which offers a very different perspective. The Midrash, or Ha'afela, teaches, Normally, people are carried along by their feet, whereas this one, Yaakov, carried his feet. Out of his longing for that place, he was deeply reluctant to leave it, 
and had to force his feet to carry him. According to the second interpretation, Yaakov is reluctant to move ahead again. This time, it is because he had heard the word of God and found it hard to leave that place. He needed to carry or drag his feet forward. Nechama Leibovitz explains that the next scene in Yaakov's journey supports the first idea, that he was light-footed and motivated after God's reassurance. When he reaches the well near Haran, he meets three shepherds waiting with their flocks, since they're an enormous stone covering the well. It seems that the three shepherds alone cannot lift the stone. Yet when Yaakov sees Rachel coming toward the well with her flock, he is infused with strength and manages to lift the stone off all by himself easily. The Ramban provides insight into the secret of Yaakov's motivation. The Ramban explains that even though Yaakov was exhausted from his long journey, the renewed hope and emunah he had at Beit El had given him strength and fortified him. He may also have been motivated by the antidote to his loneliness during his journey. He now has found Rachel and a loving relationship. Yaakov displays similar motivation to leave Lavan's house after 20 years after the birth of Yosef. As soon as Rachel gives birth, Yaakov is strengthened and knows it is time to take his family and leave the house of Lavan and return home. He is motivated by concern for those he loves and by the hope of God's promise. Yet during the return journey, Yaakov delays again, and the Midrash says he and his family are punished for that. One lesson from Parshat Vayetze is that it is natural for one's motivation levels to have highs and lows, just as was the case for Yaakov. The Ramban's advice, find a source of strength and faith in Hashem, which renews your emunah and your energy levels. One more insight into motivation comes from the realm of tefillah. Yaakov is associated with the night, with tefillat aravit, and he finds himself strengthened in the morning. Anyone who has teenagers knows that the morning can be a time that some people struggle with motivation. Rabbi Nachman of Reslov shares a thought on this. The first halacha in the Shulchan Aruch, or Achaim, states that one should leap out of bed with vigor in the morning, like a lion, filled with energy to serve Hashem. What if some days that is a struggle? Rabbi Nachman suggests that a person takes some time to find a nekudat tova within themselves, and by focusing on that goodness with oneself, one will connect to their tzelem elokim, to the image of God within them, and build up the motivation to wake up and start the day with tefillah and mitzvot. May we all find the inner strength to lift up our feet in life like Yaakov, to find motivation wherever it is needed in our lives, by acknowledging the goodness and potential within ourselves, by strengthening our faith in God, and by connecting with and encouraging each other. Shabbat Shalom. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Eden Center that works to improve the life of Jewish women and families. Mikvah attendants make a huge difference in a woman's experience of mikvah. Join our upcoming English language mikvah attendant training course starting December 2nd so that you can also impact women's immersion positively. Write us for more details at info at theedincenter.com. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center, whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as the natural platform it is to connect to Jewish women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. 
we invite you to visit our website, www.theedincensor.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah relevant, welcoming, and meaningful. This episode is recorded by Karen Miller-Jackson, edited by Micah Shore, and is a product of the Edin Center. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider sponsoring a podcast in dollars or shekels at bit.ly backslash E-D-E-N-P-O-D. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. We welcome your feedback by email at podcasts at theedincensor.com.